But more than anything, Madden's success as America's favorite football broadcaster derived from his pure love of the game. No one enjoyed watching football more. And no one enjoyed talking about it more. And if you give him a lane in there, a pass rush lane, he'll take it. You see that hole right there? He sees it and knows that he can get all the way to the goal line with it. I just look at John as a man who, uh, who was lucky to have football in his life, but I think football was luckier to have John in its life. Good evening and welcome to another amazing episode of From the Couch Sports. I am Eric and tonight as always I have the pleasure, nay the privilege of introducing my two best friends and professional unprofessionals, Karen Stack and Jerome Peterson. Gentlemen, how were your Christmases? Outstanding um, and I'm, I'm happy to see you uh, embracing the, the Pokeweg lifestyle with your Chevy hat there. Um, are you going to start, you know, raising cattle and being casually racist? <laughs> what do you mean start <laughs> he he is going to start he is going to start uh hooting and hollering at cat at uh at nascar and beating up faggots <laughs> i like the slightly long a jerome how was your christmas christmas was good christmas was good um you know uh getting ready to close on the new house this week so it's uh been a lot a lot on the table a lot going on um Good thing uh, I don't have to worry about fantasy football anymore. Uh, I got wiped out in the first round in all three leagues that I was still in. So that's that. <laughs> Kieran, are you still in any leagues? I'm playing for third in the league record, but no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in one of them, I'm playing for third, but I'm like, as far as I'm concerned, like, you know, it's a. Uh... Fights, fights, that team, if Fighting that team didn't third. get me, it was if that team didn't get me further in the playoffs, I doubt it's going to get me third place. So I'm just going to set it and forget it, and you know we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's yeah, same here. I mean, I think it's a little bit sad that me and Ted, probably two of the better players this year for the majority of the season, end up playing for third. But you know, such well, is you know, the way. Kieran, it's funny that you mentioned that because I've been doing some research and some different scoring systems. And actually, if we use this this dynamic scoring system that I did some research on, uh, Cross wouldn't have actually made it into the playoffs. Hmm. Um, so it's really interesting, and um, I plan to talk more about it here soon. But I just, you know, it's just a, a little tidbit I just wanted to add in there. Can't wait. <laughs> well done. Well done. Um, yeah, I mean... Fantasy playoffs are going. It was it was nice. It was nice. Well, first, I don't I don't want to go too far into this uh, without mentioning some somber news. We and the rest of the world just learned uh, John Madden, legendary coach, NFL personality um, and video game aficionado. <laughs> yes, uh, he's just passed the ripe old age of 85. Uh, good night, sweet prince. You will be missed. I don't know, man. That's that's the first voice that I remember t telling me about football on the television set. Him and drunk ass Pat Summerall, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. That's yeah. You'd be hard pressed to find a better commentating duo than than the two of them. And obviously, you know, my childhood was shaped by those video games. So it's it's obviously a really tough loss. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's tough. Uh, I tell so, you what, there's only one man in this world 
tonight that is celebrating. Frank Caliendo is about to cameo his ass off <laughs> on every sports network show for the next mm. week. He is booked solid. I hope he reads the eulogy. If he... I'll, I'll tear up. I honestly <laughs> would probably, that'd probably be the mistiest I've ever been. Well, all right. With, with the sadness out of the way here, uh, football kind of returned to form. I mean, uh, for week, who? Week? Hmm? <laughs> it was just another week 15. I mean, the, the, the sadness and, and shitty play really did carry over. I know. That's what half I'm saying. The, but half we, the league did absolutely terrible. Week 14 was was a sham of football, though. Week week 14 was an absolute embarrassment of COVID and injuries and people falling flat on their faces. Week 15 was a return to normalcy, is what I would say. And week 16 was even worse. Oh, excuse me, I mean, week 16. My apologies. Week 16. Did, <laughs> did, you, did you watch Ian Book? No. Why sad. would I do that? I watched the first half of that game, and then I, I couldn't anymore. I feel so bad for that kid. So, so funny, funny, funny little stat. I think I said it to you boys earlier. Um, uh, Notre Dame quarterbacks are 0 25 in their, in, in, in their starts at this point. Like in their debuts, like the last 25 days. Wow. Yeah. No, I think it's just games, dude. Like Deshaun Kaiser was, Deshaun Kaiser was the quarterback of the winless Cleveland Browns team. And he was he was an Notre Dame quarterback. And he was like Owen. I think they Browns eventually had a eventually. thing for Notre Dame quarterbacks back in the day. They had Kaiser, they had Brady Quinn. Mm. <laughs> it's just sad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Ohio State isn't much better. Uh, Justin Fields really isn't doing them any favors. At least he's won a game. Um, speaking of winning a game, the Cincinnati Bengals boys. So Joey Burrow, who has a trending nickname right now. Okay, of, put some respect on his name. It's Mr. Burrow to you, faggot. Uh, so he's got he's currently got a nickname going on right now of Joe Shiesty, and I fucking love it. Joe Shiesty uh, had himself a day. I think 525 yards. Um, I mean, the trend continues of... Someone on the podcast, me in this case, calling someone super soft, and then the next week, fucking respond. Uh, that was insane. I mean, it was yeah. like I saw somewhere that someone said they might be Super Bowl contenders. Just, I mean, no. just obviously an overreaction, but <laughs> but still, I mean, that's that's how big of a game it was. Division contenders for sure. I think they've got the sole lead. I got I got to imagine that by all rights, they should be fighting for the divisional crown or winning it for the next like six or seven years. If everything stays healthy. No, 100%. And you know, the game of his life and also, you know, post game interview of his life. I don't know if you guys caught it, but that apparently the, the Ravens defensive coordinator, I guess like unpromptedly said like, Oh yeah, he's a great quarterback, but let's not go giving him a gold jacket just yet. And then in perfect fashion, wearing a Santa hat basically just said, yeah, I don't think it was necessary, but I didn't really give it much thought. And then the interviewer says, 
what were you thinking about it at the end of the game when you put up over 500 yards? And he just looks, gives him a smirk, just goes, maybe. <laughs> I mean, he, he gave that man a front row ticket to putting his foot in his mouth. Uh, yeah. that, that dude should be jobless. That's like, I don't want to you know bring up sore memories for our friends up in Buffalo, but when the, the Buffalo, I think it was their offensive line coach, called everyone on, I believe it was Washington Soft, and then Washington went and just absolutely annihilated the Bills in that Super Bowl. That was a bad one. That was that's that's right up there with it. <laughs> wow, that wasn't even me Bills bashing. That was you. <laughs> it was a different, we've hit our quota for the we've hit our quota for the week. We're good. It was a different time, gents. Back when we called them Redskins. Wow. That feels forever ago, that nickname. <laughs> two years. It's been two years. <laughs> uh, what what were some other big headlines for you guys this week? I mean, we we could talk about Dallas throwing over 50 points up on the board and 40 at halftime, but I think Jerome's head would explode. I mean, I didn't want what's, to be the what's, guy that What's did there it. to talk about? I mean, what's there to talk Washington, about? 56 Washington points. basically gave up. You still have to score. Well, I, think, I think it is worth noting that both of our teams have successfully just broken the minds of the, of the, of the football team's uh, defensive line at this point. I mean, you guys picked them apart last week. We started picking them apart and then they started swinging on each other. Absolutely nuts. I will, I will feature them later on in the show. My favorite thing ever was like, I saw a picture on Twitter, I think. And it was, uh, it was because Washington flew their benches in after Dallas did the same thing a couple weeks ago there. And then it just said, imagine flying your benches in from Washington just to have 56 hung on you. (laughs) I mean, there is, there is something to mention here about the Cardinals collapsing. The second half collapse is real. I think they've like dropped like five of seven. I mean, if there's somebody to talk about a collapse, the hopes of Eric's Super Bowl picks. <laughs> Remind yeah. everyone again who those were. Well, no, one uh, of them is the Rams, who are currently Baltimore second in the, the Rams. The, the, the Rams aren't <laughs> not going to make it. You know it. I know it. I know the Browns aren't going to make it. Let's talk about a collapse of Baker Mayfield, shall we? Yeah, yeah, dude. Dude is a wa- is walking wounded. He needs he, to just sit down. I really He's a sober I really, Johnny Manziel. I really okay. don't know if they should re-sign him. I really like they've so they they gave him the five. Hmm? Is he up soon? No, well they they gave him the five year. Um, oh hell, what do they call it? The fifth year option. They they took ah. the fifth year option, so he will play next year. But then. Uh, as a Cleveland Brown, but then the decision is up in the air for him. Uh, I don't know. It's like, I think it's gone pretty south for Baker. Uh, do you guys have any other takeaways? Big Ben still stinks. <laughs> yeah. There's can you proof you can look at my fantasy lineup this week? Absolutely brutally embarrassed by, by uh, Kansas, Kansas City. City. Yep. Yeah. That was one touchdown. Gave up what thirty six? Yeah, but I think for a long time there they only had three points on the board. I think that was a garbage time touchdown. It was a gar yeah. It was like like, like latter half of the fourth quarter. Yeah, it was fucking rough, man. Chiefs, Chiefs are for real. Chiefs are back. Here's something else to talk about: uh, the absolute collapse of Melvin Gordon. Holy shit! Mm. That dude needs to just take the rest of the year off to get better or retire. 
One of the two. My money's on the ladder for that one. Hmm. Okay. All right. So why don't we head right into our new segment, new stolen, or I don't know, maybe for legal purposes, I should say, borrowed segment, um, which is going to be FanDuel lineups that we do every week for the upcoming week. Obviously, for us, we are doing them on Tuesday. And as we've come to find out, COVID and injuries make everything incredibly difficult to predict. But we're here anyway. Okay, boys, so let's hop right into it. Karen, why don't you start us off with your quarterback in your lineup this week and give the dollar amount for the players and kind of like your reason why. So quarterback, didn't get him in all three of my fantasy leagues, even though I named one of my teams after him, sick drafting on your part stack. His Royal Tallness, Mr. Josh Allen, ringing in at $8,800. They're playing at home Sunday afternoon against the Falcons. And I, that was my reason why they're playing at home against the Falcons. Man, spend up on that quarterback, huh? Yeah, I think you went with the top choice, dude. You really, you really paid top dollar for I his did. Royal Tallness. If you're going to go top dollar, you might as well make it the quarterback. My running okay. back was more expensive. Jerome, go ahead with your quarterback. Uh, I'm going with Matt Stafford against uh, the absolutely poorest Baltimore defense for $7,600. Yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and ruin the surprise here. I did the same exact thing. Uh, I went with Matty Snapback myself. Uh, it's just, look, if Joe Joe Shiesty can do what he did against the Ravens, I mean, Stafford's got to have a huge day, so... Um, well, the other thing is, the other thing is, as we're getting closer to the end of the season, uh, Cooper Cup is inches from making history. And Matt Stafford wants to be the guy that puts him there. So that again. means they're going to be throwing for touchdowns. Right. And, you know, they're basically going to sit down the running backs and say, hey, when you're having a legendary season, you can get stuff your way. But right now it's Cooper Cups. Yeah, I mean, Stafford facilitated the last record-breaking receiving season uh, for yardage anyway, and I think not touchdowns, but for yardage with Calvin Johnson. So why the hell not? I will uh, go right into my two running backs. So for 7,200, I grabbed David Montgomery against the Giants at home. Montgomery's awesome, and he is their entire offense. So it's like, and the Giants are fucking terrible. Uh, that's that was pretty chalk. Um, Jerome's not going to like this one. He just mentioned him in a negative way, but I went with Melvin Gordon. Um, Gordon got the same amount of touches as Javante. Uh, and, um, I don't know. I like him. I, I think, I think he's still got it. And the chargers are absolutely garbage. Uh, they just allowed Rex Burkhead 150 yards. That's Rex Burkhead, ladies and gentlemen. Um, in case you think you misheard me and Gordon was 6,100. So that was, that was pretty cheap. I went cheap with my running backs. Uh, Kieran. So my running backs first off here, um, ringing in at my most expensive player, nine grand Austin Eckler uh, first game back. Um, pretty easy game. I think at home against Denver. Um, I mean, you know, Denver defense has been probably one of the betters over the course of the season, but as of late, not so much. Um, it's his first game back. Um, I'm sure he's itching to get back. So I think he's a good game. And then uh, second here, ringing in at $6,200. So got him pretty good on the cheap. Uh, 
the guy who should be RB1 in Dallas, Mr. Antonio Pollard. Um, he was pretty quiet last week, um, but that was mainly just because the Cowboys just ran an air raid for, for the entire game until the, yeah. the last quarter when they took everyone out. Um, but against Arizona, they're going to have to, you know, switch it up a little bit. They're going to have to establish the running game for sure. You can't just air it out against a team like that. So that's why I brought him in and the, like the price on him too. Yeah. I mean, with Eckler, it's like, um, what's his name? Justin Jackson had an absolutely monster game as the primary back for the Chargers last week. So I, I only, I only didn't like, what's up? I said, imagine if it was Eckler. Exactly. dude. It would have been like three touchdowns at least. Um, I only didn't take him cause I wasn't sure if he was even going to play with COVID. I know he's got to get his negatives in. Um, can you explain to me why Tony Pollard is 6,100 Karen, if he's still the backup? I don't understand. Because they basically split their time. They split well, they do. their time and he's better. Pollard gets as much work as Zeke does? I didn't know this. I'd say, yeah, close to, if not more, unless it's like goal line or like, you know, short yardage for a first down. Unless you mm-hmm. just need to punch it through. Pollard's mm-hmm. more like for like on a, like a pitch player reverse or something like that. He's, he's the dude. Interesting. Jerome, go ahead with he's your running faster. back. He's much faster. Connor, uh, being out, I picked up uh, Chase Edmonds uh, going up against Dallas this week and uh, Rashad Penny going for Seattle, going up against Detroit. Uh, got Edmonds for 6,500 and Rashad Penny for 6,900. Yeah, those are some nice steals right there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lead off the receivers. So I stacked my quarterback. I went Maddie Snapback and Koopa Cup. I paid top dollar ten thousand dollars, ten well ten thousand two hundred for Coop. And then I went uh, the Sun God. I went Amon mm. Ross St. Brown for uh, for sixty nine hundred. I mean, he's the only dude catching passes in Detroit. And if he can do that with whoever the fuck was throwing him the ball last week, he can he can be fine this week. Um, and then lastly, I went with Jordan Palmer for the Chargers. Uh, Mike Williams is unvaccinated and still needs to test negative a couple times. I don't like the outlook is not very high on Mike Williams playing. So Jordan Palmer has been pretty good all season and he cost 5,200. So pretty much bottom of the barrel for him. Uh, almost literally half of what cup cost. Karen, you want to go ahead with your receivers? So I went Brown Pringle and Sanders. Antonio Brown, that is, of Tampa Bay, playing against the Jets, 8500 a little pricey um, mm. considering, you know, considering it's Antonio Brown, but it kind of makes sense being that he's going to be the only target other than Gronk this week against the Jets with everyone else hurt. Uh, Pringles coming off a good game last week. They're playing at Cincinnati, so it's going to be a tough game. Got him on the cheap at 5600 so I'm not mad about that. And then Emmanuel Sanders – um, stacked up with Josh Allen. Uh, they're playing, like I said, at home against Atlanta. So I'm thinking he's going to be getting some garbage points uh, if they end up getting up big and they pull uh, digs out. What What did Sanders cost? Because he's been like, Manny Sanders hasn't done almost anything. What? 5,500. Wow. Still more he than was my yeah. He was my cheapest player that wasn't a defense. Yeah. I mean, with the receivers, I think it's, that's where I, I saved money. And then Antonio Brown last week, just for those playing the home game, had 15 targets, 
caught 10 passes for 100 yards. So that's a that's a pretty solid working day. Uh, Jerome, go ahead with your receivers. So I'm going with A.J. Brown, um, Higgins, and the sun god, uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, A.J. was 7,500. Higgins was seven grand, and St. Brown was 6,900. Um, I just like the matchups. Uh, I know they get a lot of work. And, uh, you know, make something happen this week. Dude, A.J. Brown is fucking unstoppable, dude. What'd you say his cost was? 7,500. Yeah, that's cheap. That I kind I kind of wish I had seen that one because that's that's a monster play right there, and you know T Higgins. Did you guys see that catch he had last week? Yep. Where he like lost two dudes fifty yards down the field. Un fucking real. Um. All right, Jerome, go ahead and lead it off with your tight end and flex. So I went with uh, Dallas Goder for. My tight end, I like his matchup. He is clearly a favorite of Hertz, and uh, I see him at least getting a touchdown this week. So um, picked him up, and he was cheap. He's, uh, other than my defense, cheapest player on my team at 5,800. So I thought, um, you know, it's a good steal. And then I followed it up at Flex. I had some money still left in my pocket um, because I picked my Flex last after my defense. So with my money left over, I picked up David Montgomery. No, we got some similars Mm. there, Rome. I don't like it. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, by the way, I thought I always thought it was Godert. I had no idea it was Godert. I I say it funny. Oh, okay. It's me me messing with the name. (laughs) Godert just sounds better. Godert sounds like just makes me think of (laughs) Gogurt. He definitely got that as a kid. Definitely. If you if you have such an American name like Dallas and your last name is French as fuck, that's just that's just all kinds of messed up. Um, yeah, I mean, go go dirt. What what is there to say? I mean, aside from last week, he has over the last two weeks prior prior uh, two hundred and forty yards re- receiving, two touchdowns, thirteen catches. So, uh, Kieran, go ahead. So my tight end, I went with another cowboy. Went with Dalton Schultz. Uh, oh, the doctor. Been, yep. <laughs> Dak's been giving him love a lot lately. Um, he's usually, you know, if they're deep in the red zone, he's the guy getting the look for the touchdown pass. Um, and he's a he's a pretty good route runner too. Uh, he gets yards. He can mow people down when he gets the ball after the catch. Um, so, and I got him for fifty nine hundred. So. On the cheaper side, uh, especially for a tight end one, um, it's going to be a tough game against Arizona, obviously. But I think they'll be able to get it done, especially if they can get it uh, down deep in the red zone. I'd say he's good for one, if not two. Ooh, nice and deep black. <clears throat> and then at the flex, uh, I went with AJ Green. Went with the flex last. I had fifty six hundred left. He was probably the best looking one for fifty six hundred uh, when it was all said and done. Um, at Dallas, he's had some mega games recently, but I'm hoping the rest of my lineup can carry me the way. You went, you went with that game a lot. You've got Pollard, you've got Schultz, you've got Green. Right? Yeah. Wow, it's gonna be gonna be a big day Sunday at 4:30. Or, or not, be, and then you will lose. <laughs> or not. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. We'll take so, your money. We, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, one of us will. Uh, Taking the house's money at this point, dude. So 
I, I went with another Philadelphia tight end. Whoops. Sorry. I went with Zach Ertz, a former Philadelphia tight end. Um, oh, I have been, on. I have been, thank you. I have been very wrong with my bet against Jerome that Zach Ertz would not be more productive in Arizona. And since, since Deandre Hopkins has been hurt these last couple of weeks, um, Ertz has caught 14 passes for, uh, 130 yards. So that's nice, easy work. Um, I think, I think the Dallas secondary, what's that? You owe me 20 bucks. Yeah, I I will probably. Uh, But I I think that he was one, one shade cheaper than Godert, uh, Godair, whatever. Uh, I think you're right. Yeah, he was, he was 5,500. So that was, that was pretty, the price is right on him. Uh, Initially I wanted to go, Mark Andrews, but then I spent up elsewhere. And actually, Jerome, I spent up on my flex, who is one Rashad Penny. So I think you and I have one running back different. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I will I will finish it up with the defense. I I spent up a little bit. Um, like I said, I'm going to feature the Washington offense here, and it is the Philadelphia defense. I trusted them two weeks ago, and the Washington offense has allowed the fantasy defense facing them a uh, combined 40 points over the last two weeks. So I don't know why the Philadelphia DST was only 4,300, but I'll fucking take it. Um, I don't even know that they're necessarily that good. No shade thrown, but uh, the Washington offense is for sure that bad. So Karen, go ahead with your DST. So, yeah, I think I went with the, that might've been two or three for the DSTs available here at $4,900 Tampa Bay Buccaneers playing the jets they're already pretty good that that's it <laughs> <laughs> enough said <laughs> playing the matchup there <laughs> uh i too i'm playing the matchup i picked the bills against atlanta for 4500 that's that's pretty good um so we kind of each spent up in different areas i like this this is this is good boys i think jerome and i it's really going to come down to i mean one or two players All right, we'll continue going forward into next week with our game of the week. Hello, you play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. That's the great thing about sports. You play to win. And I don't care if you don't have any wins. You go play to win. Oh, it has gotten sad. It has gotten just depressing. In the standings, um, Kieran is oof, maintaining oof, his oof. lead at 28 and 21. It's actually that's a pretty substantial record. Uh, and one pick behind him, Jerome's still on fire at 27 and 22. I am at a very lowly 24 and 26. It is an end of season collapse for me there. But oh, how the mighty have fallen. I don't even know that I was going to be Ravens of picking remember- games of the week. Do you remember? Maybe, maybe I will we'll pull up a clip of how fucking cocky he was at the beginning of the season. <laughs> Which is funny because have I ever not been in first in this or yes. tied for first? Yeah, I led. I led I, initially. That's where that's where wow. the cockiness came from. Also, just from my head. All right, Sorry, so we kind of swapped there when I went nine and zero in the league record, and then you know, right, yeah, you're, everything bad happened. I'm. Right. I almost started off this episode. But, but the difference is, Kieran, is that 
your problem was that you lost Derrick Henry. His problem was that, he's is that he thinks he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and as it turns out, he is wrong. <laughs> I've been betrayed. There's collusion going on. The NFL just doesn't care about me. Um, all right. So yeah, I'm going to go to my game that's of the a, week. That's a guaranteed fact. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go to my game of the week here. It is the Kansas City Chiefs at the Cincinnati Bengals. Kansas City is favored by four and a half points on the road and is an absolute uh, monster on defense uh, over the last like seven games and even including a 28 point allowed night from the Chargers. The Chiefs are allowing an average of 12 points per game. That is a much, much different team than the one Joe Shiesty just faced. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that this Chiefs team is the best version of the Kansas City Chiefs that we have seen under the Pat Mahomes, Andy Reid era. Um, and especially since Mahomes has been so good lately. So uh, it's my game of the week because really I want to see Joe Burrow and that Bengals team mature into a team that can go toe to toe with the best the AFC has to offer. But because I'm so low in the standings, I am forced to go with the big home underdog and take Shiesty and the Bengals. Boys. You really don't care about your record, huh? I got I got to go risky. I got to go big bucks. Bro, so, I, so I, we're both picking I, I Cincinnati just, then, right? I, I don't see that. I don't see that happening, man. I just I really don't. Karen, you're you're an adult. You can do whatever you want. Um, I don't care how good of a game. Cincinnati has had uh, the 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 Ravens are completely fraudulent. They were a good team. They were a, a team to worry about at the beginning of the season. That is no longer. It hasn't been the case for the second half of the season. It really hasn't. Even even hurt. when even when Lammer was healthy, that wasn't the case. He was keeping them in games they were already out of. Um. So to see, you know, to say that Cincinnati's riding high on this, riding high on what? Beating the crap out of a shitty team? It's a shitty divisional team that they've I, lost you know, to it's the like last when 20 Kieran, years. When Kieran was all like, oh, yeah, we beat the shit out of the fucking Falcons. Fucking cares. It's the fucking Falcons. Cincinnati beat the shit out of the Ravens. Great. Who cares? They're not making it. They're not. They're, they're going to get beat up at home. I'm taking Kansas City. Yep. And I mean, I think I got to go Kansas City too. And we've talked about it a lot on the pod. The the roller coaster that is the Cincinnati Bengals. You know, mm-hmm. one week, Joe Burrow's looking like a, you know, MVP candidate. The next, he's throwing three picks and throwing for 100 yards. And, you know, it's, it's, it's the lack of consistency with him that makes me worried. Um, and it's the, the awesome game they had. I feel like they're going to walk into this game, you know, with the heads a little bit more inflated than they should be, uh, especially being at home. And I think Kansas city is getting like the perfect amount of hot at the perfect time to their, where they're at the point where they're just going to start steamrolling people. And that's going to go right into the playoffs for them. So I'm going to go Kansas city as well. They're going to start steamrolling people. Karen, they've been, (laughs) they're going to continue Pittsburgh. (laughs) Yes. It was, they brutalized them. They did. They had to do a mass text message. So that, you know, if any of the players wanted to go to a battered women's shelter after the game, they'd be able to find them. 
I really do. I mean, the defense has been unbelievable, dude. There was like three weeks mm-hmm. in a row where they allowed only nine points. Kansas City's scary. All right. Uh, Jerome, go ahead with your game of the week. So I'm um, picking this game, not necessarily because um, it's going to be like a huge, like, oh, my God, it's the best game ever. No, I'm picking it because uh, it has a lot of implications uh, for that division. Um, and I want to believe that the, that Denver is still trying to make shit happen. But, I mean, let's be honest. Uh, it's Denver at Chargers. Uh, Chargers are favored by five. Um, now, while the Chargers did suffer a pretty embarrassing loss against Houston, I still think that they have a better team um, offensively. You know, Denver, Denver, Denver has Javante Williams. That's that's their best weapon. Who's who's starting for Denver now? Is it is it Drew Lock again? Drew Lock. Drew Lock. I mean, does Dave that inspire confidence, gents? Does that inspire confidence? Does that make your penis happy? Mine wilts at the mention oh. of Drew Lock. What an adjective to use. A wilted but, penis. Uh, Eric's used to it. It's like every day for him, but like, it's not a great thing. Okay. Um, yeah, it's Drew Lock. That's all you need to say. It's I like I, I like both of these teams. I think they're both teams that I want to root for. Denver's got a great passing defense, um, great rushing attack. They've got an identity on offense, but they just <laughs> it's Drew Lock. It's that's it. Enough said. The char- I mean, if I look, if I were Vic Fangio, the only thing I could say about this game, really, if I was Vic Fangio, I would take a leaf out of Bill Belichick's book and run the ball all but four times in this game. Like just constantly you're, you're facing a terrible rushing defense in the Chargers. I would just run the ball literally every play um, and drain the clock from the babyface bomber. But it's the Chargers all day twice on Sunday. Karen. Yeah, it's going to be the Chargers for me as well. Um, you know, Jerome's both the penis aside at the side of Drew Locke. Um, Austin Eckler's back. Like, they have a huge, huge piece of that offense that they haven't had for – I'm not sure how many weeks it's been now, but – Just one. Yeah, just one. You know, I mean, still, they have a huge piece of that offense coming back. They're at home. It's a divisional matchup. And, you know, they're, they're playing for a spot right now. And, you know, it's not necessarily over for them yet. So they're trying to do whatever they can to try and get into this playoff picture in the AFC. And I think they're going to absolutely run through Denver. Yeah, actually, it's you bring up a good point, Kieran. The AFC playoff picture is so fucked that Baltimore is out of it. Pittsburgh is well out of it. Um, The Chargers, the Raiders and the Broncos are all out of it. Miami is currently the seventh team in the wild card race right now. So with, with and the Chargers being, are right there. What's that? And the Chargers are right there. Yeah, they are. But they've Miami. I don't know what the tiebreaker is, but Miami's got it on them. So, yeah. and I think Miami is the first team in NFL history to go on a seven game losing streak and a seven game winning streak in the same season. It's just fucking ridiculous. Uh, entertaining as fuck though. Absolutely. And I mean, but also, yeah. like the schedule gods kind of did their magic for them. Because if you look at the the seven wins in that winning streak, the only notable win is Baltimore. Two of those wins were the Jets. No, no, taking that back. 
not a notable win against Baltimore. Still, but that's the most notable out of the seven. It's still bad, but it's like the best of – that's how bad that those seven games were. So that's why I'd like – I mean, for Miami, I'd take that seven-game win streak with a grain of salt, especially well, and, the last one. And I, I just looked at it. I just, I just looked it up. So, I mean, I know this is a little bit of a detour, but we've actually gone pretty quick this episode. Um, the Chargers need to win out to go to the playoffs. Their next game is against Denver, obviously. And then week 18 is against – or in – Las Vegas for the Raiders, who will possibly also be fighting for a playoff spot. Miami, though, uh, if they win out, they'll be facing the Titans this week. And then the week after, they will host the New England Patriots, who might be resting people if they've already locked up a playoff spot, which I think they have. So the Patriots are known to do that. Hmm? The Pats are known to do that. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, the Chargers could actually be a team that's going to miss the playoffs. But anyway, yeah, I just wanted to bring it up because, I mean, Karen mentioned how inconsistent the Bengals and Joe Shicey has been. And really, I mean, Chargers have been just as uh, inconsistent. So anyway, uh, on to Karen's game of the week. Go ahead, bud. So my game of the week is going to be the Arizona Cardinals at the Dallas Cowboys. Um, Big one here, Arizona currently the five seed in the NFC playoff race Cowboys are looking at the two seed right now um, but both of these teams have something to play for and you know they're both obviously playing for seeding Cowboys are coming off a huge win uh, against Washington uh, a monumentous win if you will a staggering win monumentous I mean they hung 56 points on professional football teams. monumental yeah monumental I, I was like win. he's not talking about <laughs> he's talking about the fact it's not a word dummy <laughs> It's a state school communications degree right there, gentlemen. Stay in school, kids. Uh, <laughs> Choose better not. schools, kids. Or, or you, <laughs> you can just not go to school, school and just, just open up, open up a thesaurus or a dictionary. You don't, you don't need access to schools. To use either of those. Eric, Eric went to school and got a degree in psychology, and he doesn't know how to fucking say anything right. So, I didn't say mon- monumentous. Eric, what team? Eric, Eric, what team plays in Jacksonville? The Jaguars. Yeah, okay. There it is. He, he, he kind of saved it with a British accent because they can get away with it, but we all know he sounds like a moron when he says Jaguars. No, I said it, I said it like uh, like the SNL skit with Christopher Walken. The Jaguar. The finest motor vehicle. All right. Go ahead, Karen. Anyway, I'm picking the Cowboys. Um, they clinched their division. Yeah, they clinched their division. They clinched the playoff spot, obviously. Um, but they still have something to play for. Uh, anyone who's out there thinking that they're going to be resting guys is nuts. Um, they're within one game of a one seed, and the season's not over yet. So they're going to be playing for that bye week. Um, I hope to God they don't get it because the last time they got a bye week, they ended up you know losing because Des caught a pass. But it's fine. He didn't. He did. He didn't. But he did. He didn't, though. Did they win? No. So he didn't catch it. Okay, and it wasn't offensive pass interference against the Saints. Correct. Oh, oh. <laughs> correct. Oh, honey, <laughs> honey, don't be that guy. Nobody likes that guy. I'm that guy sometimes. I know. I am too. I don't like that we guy. Shouldn't, but we he, shouldn't but have lost to the Giants this year <laughs> due to DPI, but here we are. The Cardinals need this more than the Cowboys, in my opinion, because 
the Cowboys are not fighting for their divisional crown. I mean, they could lose this game, for instance. I think I think the Cowboys have locked up their crown, haven't they? Like, don't. Yeah, they they locked it before played tonight. Okay, so yeah, so the Cardinals need it more, and they have, like we've already said, they've been on a backside that's almost unmatched by anyone recently. It's it's pretty bad. I don't know that they have it in them. I don't think they can turn it around. If they were going to do it, it was going to be against the Colts at home. Uh, I don't see it being against a Cowboys team that just hung 56 points. So I don't believe in Kyler Murray. I'll just throw it out there. I, that's it's going to be the moniker from now on. I think is is he can't win big games until until he does. Like these end of season collapses that they've had. That's that's what the moniker has to be. So it's Cowboys for me. To be fair, to be fair, Dak can't win big games either. Not a big game for them, though. It's true. It's true. I mean, you, you know, the <laughs> just, difference, though, Jerome, is the difference is one one quarterback has been to the playoffs. Like, Kyler has faded. Um, they'll go to the playoffs this year, but I'm just saying, like. Yeah, Dak's been in the league, like, three times as long as Kyler has. It's five years to three. Kyler's really been in for three years? Mm-hmm. This is his third. Yeah, one playoff appearance really doesn't mean anything, though. I think it's two for Deck. Go ahead. Anyway, um, <laughs> I appreciate Kieran, um, and I think you should appreciate him as well. Because if the Cowboys win, obviously I'm never going to take the Cowboys side under any circumstances. Uh, it could be the Cowboys versus the Nazis, and I'm just going to claim um, no one. So, Switzerland. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? Butt noise. I'm just sitting in here in the caves with my chocolate and my watches. Yeah, <laughs> me and like Roger Federer are just going to hang out and watch the tennis. This knife, it does so many things. Uh, Army uses it. It has a corkscrew on it. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, army can open wine bottles. What can your army do? Exactly. Uh, so I'm going to take the cards. Um, they have the tools that they need to win. Whether or not they use them, <laughs> I don't know. But They haven't been. It is what it is. I'm never going to bet on the Cowboys. So smart, smart game of the week, Karen. He wanted some dissension here. That and he was got very, it. That was smart. It was very strategic. Strategery. Use the strategery. <laughs> Lockbox. It's okay, though, because one game will not put me behind Eric. No, I'm, I'm pretty sure you're I'm going to play for not last at this point. You don't care if you win or not. <laughs> So I, I will, I will, if, if, Hey, and you know what? The, the nice part is it's the two of you versus me. So in the event that the cards do win, I like that much better. That's okay. You could beat me in the standings. I beat you elsewhere. Go ahead, Jerome with your state, your case. Bruce, help me out here. Huh? Well, guy dresses up like a bat clearly has issues. <laughs> Thank you, Bruce. Gentlemen, I had a state your case um, prepared. I'm dropping it to spend a few minutes to talk about Mr. Madden. Um, As someone who uh, grew up in the limelight of the video game industry and everything like that, 
Madden football was actually very important to me. Um, Madden, Madden was responsible. Madden football was responsible for me always having the newest gaming systems as a kid because my father, Ted, loved playing Madden football. I had Super Nintendo because my dad liked playing Madden. I had PlayStation when it came out. I had PlayStation 2 when it came out. I had PlayStation 3 when it came out. All because my dad was a huge fan of the franchise and always wanted the newest systems to play it on. So, um, and I loved watching my dad play. I loved playing the games myself. I know we all came up in that era. And, you know, I, I wanted to take a moment to talk about a guy that that was responsible for a lot of us getting into playing video games, uh, getting, you know, and that was a, a font of a, a way for us to get into sports in the first place. I think for a lot of people, a lot of people understood football better because they played Madden. And, you know, he was at, at, at the, especially at the beginning, he was very much involved in how the game was presented to the audience, to us, the players, us, the, you know, the, 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 you know, the people that would be buying the game. He was responsible. He was, he was involved in, in that process and he was responsible for all of us getting into the sport at the time. And I think, you know, just wanted to show him a little homage um, and just say, thank you for that. Um, because I think we all know from watching the game of football with people who don't know football, they're like, why did that happen? Why did he do this? What's going on? You know, we all had those questions when we first started watching, but we also had the game explaining it to us along the way. Um, where, you know, maybe if you were watching with a family member or something like, maybe you were too scared to ask the question when you were watching football as a kid of why things are happening, but you had a video game that that man spearheaded that explained the game to you. What do you guys, what do you guys think? Um, how was, how, how was, I know both of you played it. I know uh, yeah. Eric thinks he's really good at it. John Madden. It was more, it was more than just a video game uh, for me growing up. It was a bonding thing. Jerome talks about like when you didn't understand the game and back in like the early 2000s, late 90s, when I was getting into it, he was part of the entertainment factor when I didn't understand the game where my brother and I would, I mean, we would laugh at some of the things he would say. You know, there, there were times when John would say something like, well, it's either going to be a running play or a passing play. And you'd be like, what? What did he just say? What was that? that was the worst John Madden impression I've ever. I heard. know. It, I'm not. I'm not good in impre- impressions, but he was. We know. <laughs> he was. He was an awesome ambassador to the sport for those who are watching at home. I mean, the way that he explained it on TV, more more than even the game. But then, yeah, you would you would play Madden, and up until they were placed, some are all in Madden in the game itself. I mean. He would give those hints and everything like that. And he was he was a voice that I associated football with uh, for most of my early childhood. So, John, you know, you will be missed. That's sad. It's very sad. Yeah. And, you know, just to kind of piggyback off that in that same vein of him being the voice of football, it's kind of one of those things where, like, 
when I was a kid and I was playing that and like, obviously I knew his name was on there. I knew he was a commentator, but like, I didn't really put two and two together that it was like his voice. It was just kind of like, that was football. And then like, when it's like, Oh yeah, like that's him. He's that dude. And like you say, like, you know, the things he would say when you were watching him on, you know, any Sunday afternoon in the, like you said, late nineties, early two thousands up to the mid two thousands. Like it was so overly simplistic, but like when you're a kid and you don't really get football and like the only time you're really watching it is Sunday afternoon in your living room. Like he dumbed it down and you got it. And that's how you learn the game. Yeah. Between that and playing the, playing the video game. I mean, hell, there's a whole section of a playbook. That's just ask Madden. Right. And he would literally just tell you what to do. <laughs> and I mean, that's like, the, the revelation that has been Tony Romo's broadcasting over the last few years is partially because of his analysis of the game, but it's also because he did, he, he brings back something that really only John Madden gave to the broadcasting booth, which was that enthusiasm. Like it was like, yeah, it, it was, it was fun. You know, it's like when, when Madden would do a, a Packers game, it was always Brett Favre. He's like a kid Brett out Favre. there, you know, it's like he, he just, he made it fun to watch. It wasn't like Troy Aikman where you fall asleep. You know, it wasn't like, I don't know, any of the nameless guys who who do the broadcasts. It was it was fun to watch a Monday night football game with John Madden and Pat Summerall, you know? Um, yeah, and it was, and it's, it's like, like you said, it's like the Tony Romo factor where it's like, he loves football so much. Yeah. Like, loves football almost to a fault. And it's watching a game when they're calling it if it's Tony Romo or John Madden, whoever, like there's so few color t- commentators in football right now that give that much of a shit about the game and mm-hmm. love it that much. You know, he's like, in terms of just like all time commentators, I think it's like him and Doc Emmerich are like one, one a, and you can swap either one yeah. of them out. Like the two of them just made it fun to watch. And like when they were gone, it became noticeably less fun to watch. That's exactly right. Uh, Jerome, it's like you you bring up a good point about the game, the video game. Um, but I think too often now, Madden's image has turned into the video game. And it's great that it lives on, you know, that he lives on through the game in everyone's minds. But I, I just want to mm-hmm. give mention of the fact that he was, he was so uh, magnetic in the booth um, for viewers. Did you guys watch? Oh, my watch- God. When he would, when he would draw yeah. out replays boom oh, he's gonna get the ball and boom he's gonna boom. hit him there and then you're gonna get this guy he's gonna block him boom and boom and then he goes right to the house yeah yeah <laughs> i really no that I, was that was the best did you guys watch the uh the all mad no special no, on christmas i still need to watch it now i'm gonna watch it and get drunk and cry <laughs> there i have it recorded that's what i plan on doing later <laughs> yeah yeah Great, great state your case. Um, we're obviously both convinced. Um, you know, rest I don't even peace. know if there was a case. Just we just fucking love John Madden. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I just want to dedicate this one to John Madden. This one's for you, John. For sure. All right. So on to happier things. Uh, last week we started a new little segment here, a little draft that we do on Silly World things going on or just world things that we want to talk about. Uh, last week was Christmas this week upcoming. 
is New Year's Eve. And contrary to Christmas, New Year's Eve sucks. Uh, so much it's fucking terrible it is garbage so this week this week we're going to draft dumbest new year's eve or dumbest things about new year's eve and karen i'm gonna let you lead it off with the 101 i thought i was leading Oh, excuse me i'm sorry jerome go ahead jerome my apologies go ahead christ man i thought you write this shit down all right starting with the one one uh kissing somebody at fucking midnight Mm. Like it, it suddenly it had some sort of magic effect on what it would be, what your love life was going to be like for the rest of the year. Fuck movies. Fuck all that bullshit. Urban legend. Pansy ass fucking horse shit. Oh, my God. Like, and the and the he wasn't I there remember, to kiss I remember me. remember actively thinking about it as a kid and, and being out there at the bar at like 1130 trying like like trying to find something. Like, are you uh, fucking out of your you're fucking out of your mind? It did not matter. At all, the the amount of times I've had a girl say something like, oh, yeah, he is who I kissed at New Year's last year. Who the fuck cares? That is so dumb. (laughs) Also, that's nuts. If you start a relationship based off of some random person you kissed at a bar because it was New Year's Eve, that's psychopath. Yeah. Okay. you're both serial killers and I guess you deserve each other. That's that is an awesome 101, Jerome. I'm I'm gonna go next. The 102, um, and in my opinion, it very easily could have been the 101. But if you're over the age of like 24, forcing yourself to stay up until midnight is a fucking chore. <laughs> that is so dumb. I'm sorry. I don't I don't give a shit. Like I don't want to stay up to midnight. Like I'd like to. I think there's a there's a kids thing on Netflix now that like speeds it up or something. So it fakes the the ball dropping. I would love that for adults. Like, I'd love to just celebrate the fucking new year at like 1030. Like, I'm good to go after that. I don't know. Then like stream like a Greenland New Year's Eve telecast. I but just know 100 percent staying up to midnight just to like at this point now. And I'm like not too far removed from the staying up to midnight partying and all that nonsense like it hits midnight and then i just go to bed like I, i'm like at that point where it's like i'll do it but then i'm going to bed immediately after jerome i'm pretty sure weren't, weren't we like running on fumes getting to midnight last year yes yes we, I, i'm like i'm like was i with you yes yeah you almost <laughs> gave me covid yes yes <laughs> yes almost being the operative word because two days later on the second I was sick and I, I wound up testing positive. Yeah. That was a miserable start to 2021 for me. Right. <laughs> oh, man. Thank you for reminding me of that. <laughs> uh, Kieran, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead our, with our the 103, podcast, Kieran. Our, our hockey podcast was that Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, right. So that's right. I got the turn here. Um, and my first round pick is going to be a bit of a broad one. Um, it's just the entire borough of Manhattan. Wait, is it, is it about broads? No. Oh. But it's the entire borough of Manhattan. Oh, facts. On New Year's Eve. I worked in Manhattan for two years. Anything? Oh, did you? I did. Sick brag. Now I work <laughs> in my living room. Sicker brag. Uh, that is but, honestly more important. That is more important. But just like 
the amount of people that go to Manhattan on New Year's Eve to stand there and piss your pants for six hours to watch a ball drop, you are the, the biggest group of losers I've ever seen. It is such a joke. You have to basically stand in your own filth for eight hours out of your day. <laughs> you do, because if you leave that spot, guess who's not getting that spot in 10 minutes when you come back from the shitter? You. <laughs> in your own filth. <laughs> You're standing in your own filth to watch a ball drop for 30 seconds, and then just getting out of there is a nightmare. Being, being in Manhattan when you're not there for fun is already bad. But when you're surrounded by people that are there for fun, you want to kill somebody. The amount of times <laughs> I've been in, in Grand Central Station just trying to go home. <laughs> that's a good that's I've thought good. about this one a lot. It's like it's <laughs> everything that has to do with Manhattan on New Year's Eve is garbage and I hate it. What's, what's your 201? <laughs> I, I'm not gonna lie. I loaded everything into that one one or into that one three. Um, oh no, he blew his load too soon. <laughs> not the first time. Um, <clears throat> well done. <laughs> but second round first pick is going to be thinking that you have to go to some type of party or gathering or trying to decide on a party or gathering to go to is the absolute worst. And like. Just like, oh, like, or the, just like the question, what are we going to do for New Year's? It's like, you don't have to do anything. Like, obviously, like, me and my girlfriend are going away. But guess what? It's just the two of us. Yeah. Like, that's fine. I'm getting literally, to go back to my last pick, I'm getting as far away from Manhattan as possible. I'm going to the Adirondacks for three, for three days. That's actually, that's actually facts. I'm yeah. going to the Adirondacks for three days to get away from Manhattan and spend New Year's Eve with someone I love and care about very much. And like, that's it. That's all I want to do. Just spend time with people I care about. I don't need to go to a party with a bunch of drunk idiots who are kissing a random person that's sitting in their living room because they think they have to. <clears throat> and then someone puking in the Uber on the way back and making my girlfriend almost get sick. I don't like that. I've done it. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. Uh, that's, that's pretty good. Um, forcing yourself to find a party is, is a good one. My, yeah, I, so this one's pretty easy for me. The, the two Oh two is the broadcast. The new year's Eve broadcast is the fucking worst. It is the worst accompaniment to any holiday ever, ever. It is so garbage. And ever since, I, I don't know, I I've been like, 18 or 20 or something when I didn't have to watch it that this garbage holiday has gotten just a little bit better because like last year, Jerome, I don't even think we had it on until like the 10 seconds before the ball drop. Like that's it. That's all you need. You don't need to see the garbage like performances. You don't need to see people saying, Oh, it's so cold or, Oh, it's so busy. Or, Oh, look at these people standing in their own filth. Like <laughs> it, it ties into Karen's like one Oh three where it's like, it's just people talking about other people standing around in Manhattan and how crazy Manhattan is. Like, it's just terrible. Fucking yeah, awful. In, in the vein of like, oh, it's so cold. It's, it's like, yeah, you're in northeastern North America in December. Yeah, you're standing it's around. It's cold. You're standing around at some of the coldest parts of the day. Like, no shit. It's just <laughs> it's nighttime in northeastern New York or in the northeastern United States. 
Yeah, and yeah, they're just standing there hold on December 31st. They're they're doing their absolute best to fabricate reasons why the worst holiday is somehow meaningful. And it's it's just not. Uh anyway, that's that's the 202 for me. Jerome, go ahead. Here we go. From the ropes. I'm glad this made it to me. How about those fucking dinner packages? Dinner, dancing, and champagne at midnight. $65. I fucking hated working those things. I fucking hated it. Um, why can't you guys serve nicer champagne? Bitch, you paid $65 for dinner, dancing, and a champagne toast at midnight. What did you think we're just we're just popping Chris back here? Like the fuck is wrong with you? Of course it's gonna be garbage. <laughs> is this actual champagne or is this sparkling wine? Well, guess what? You're ma'am? already blacked out drunk, ma'am. This is water that I shook a little bit. <laughs> There's not even sugar in this. It's it's, like it's honestly it's it's sparkling water. It's sparkling water, ma'am. Um, I already know at this point I'm not getting tipped because you've been here for four hours. I already knew what my tip was going to be before because you and your husband both spent $65. The math's pretty easy. You don't care. Uh, That's why you're here um, because you don't want to sit at home and stare at each other and listen to, um, you know, stroke victim on CBS and stare each other in the eyes and 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 just and lament the mutual acrimony and defeat that is your marriage. So you want to bother me at this restaurant and make me work tonight? Great, I'm I'm, I'm all for it. So happy you're here. It's just so much. It's just so much forced celebration. It's, it's there's so so much effort for something that really like like there was a time when simple society uh, you know cultures and religions celebrated New Year's by fucking for twenty four hours straight like that's that's what everybody did they were just fucking each other for twenty four hours straight apparently they were barbarians and needed to be wiped off the face of the earth. <laughs> thanks jesus um but thanks obama you know since that's not you know kosher anymore i mean i guess i guess we need to overpay for dinner uh if, if you're going out which i refuse to and uh yeah yeah this so is that's just, that's my that's my pick this and, this is just overall a, a holiday that i think peaks for everyone at the age when they're old enough that they can stay up until midnight. And then beyond that, it's just all downhill. No, 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 no. This peaks for everybody at 22. Yeah. Mm. I know why you're saying that, but. Because at 23, you should realize what am I doing at the bar at midnight? Just this. This is stu- if you're dating, especially if you're dating, if you've been dating somebody a while, a while. What are you doing? Are you out because you think you need to be out because you're young? Yeah, if you're like, gents, if you're I know I know mostly men are listening to this. So, you know, spoiler alert, if you're dating a girl, 
I don't care how old she is. If you're dating a girl and she's like, well, we have to go out tonight. It's New Year's. We have to be out at midnight. You are dating someone with absolute mental issues and you need to cut and fucking run. I don't care how much you've invested in the relationship. I don't care. I'm telling you right now. I've been there. I've done that. Fucking run. It's going to end in blood and tears. I promise I you. There, there's got to be some kind of correlation between a lack of personality and how much you care about New Year's Eve. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Yes. I think that there's a correlation there. Absolutely. Like the more the more you care about New Year's Eve, the less of a personality you have, the, the lamer your life is. You. <laughs> oh, it's a fact. It's just garbage. Great job, guys. Great job. Happy New Year, everybody. Yeah, happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, all right. It's been fun. Uh, everyone, enjoy your week 17s. I hope they go well for you. Uh, happy New Year. <laughs> and I one guess. last time, uh, you know, rest in peace to Mr. John Madden. This one's for you, John. He's the dude. Boys, say good night. Good night, John. Good night, John. Good night. Bang, bang, won't stop till we're legends.